0: This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm Dan Wonshura. Later on the show today, a nonprofit trains everyday citizens to find all the fish in Grand Traverse Bay. So the idea is to pilot this here, figure out a process,
1: and then hopefully spread it throughout the Great Lakes.
0: Plus, we've got a recipe for cheesy grits casserole that preserves memories for one family. But first, Traverse City Area Public Schools will have to pay back over $700,000 to the state. The Michigan Department of Education says TCAP's misreported enrollment at the Northern Michigan Partnership here in Interlochen. RPR's Max Johnston has been following this story. First off, Max, what is the Northern Michigan Partnership? That's an online program for homeschooled students with occasional in-class
1: meeting. So basically, if you are a homeschooled student, you can take some classes online and get some
0: one-on-one instruction every Wednesday. Gotcha. So why is TCAPS paying back this money for that program?
1: So the state says TCAPS classified their students the wrong way. There's two ways you can classify students in this program, and TCAPS was doing it one way, which meant they were getting more money from the state. The state says you should have been calculating them this way and getting less
0: money. So the state wants TCAPS to pay back that difference. I mean, we're talking about a significant amount of money. How is TCAPS going to pay that back? So that
1: $700,000 is going to be covered by a grant that TCAPS has applied for and is going to get by the end of the month. Anything over that? um, They say they have reserves in their coffers. The district closed some schools last year, so they have some money set aside for this. Max, what does this mean for the district's bottom line moving forward? That's an ongoing process between the state and the district. Um, the reality is there's more money at stake here. On top of that 700000 there's an additional $1.2 million which could be really? deducted because they were using this incorrect formula for other semesters. Um, more audits need to be done by the state. They'll likely be done by November, and then they'll know how much that TCAPS is going to have to pay back.
0: One last thing, Max. What does this mean for the Northern Michigan Partnership? Are they going to remain open? They'll remain open,
1: but uh, the district does say their programming will change to be compliant with the state, and they're reaching out to affected parents and families about what that looks like. So they'll remain open, but that program is going to have to change if it's going to keep operating. All right. Thanks for the update, Max. Thank you, Dan.
0: This is Points North, I'm Dan Wanshura. A new nonprofit is training everyday people to collect and identify fish in the Great Lakes. They think it could be a game changer for research in the region and even keep invasive species from spreading. Reporter Kay LaFond has more.
2: It's a perfect July day on this Lake Michigan beach, just south of Charlevoix. It
1: can be tough to hold a new place.
2: Stephen Hensler is calling out instructions to a group of people gathered around a cooler.
1: Count the rays on the anal fin, (laughs) or check his
3: ID, one or the other.
2: (laughs) They're identifying and measuring one of the dozens of fish they caught that day by dragging a net called a seine for 50 feet along the shore. Hensler carries the tiny creature, a fish called a sand shiner, back out into the waves.
1: Okay, I'm going to release it.
2: He's the co-founder and executive director of the Cerulean Center, a nonprofit dedicated to Great Lakes research. Its stated mission is to, quote, advance understanding of the Great Lakes ecosystem. But more than that, the Cerulean Center aims to get the public involved in doing research. Like today, many of the people identifying, measuring, and counting fish aren't trained fish biologists, they're volunteers. But Hensler and his colleagues showed them what to do when they arrived on the beach today. And now he jokes, the operation is basically running itself.
1: It's a good activity to do for people of all ages. I mean, it's pretty fun and then it's a low barrier to entry. So
2: Dale Treese is a retired nurse who lives just down the road in a town called Ellsworth. She's volunteering today and she says she's loving it. It amazes me how much these people that are teaching us know. They're like obviously fish doctors and they're just like so friendly and they're so informative and you can ask any question and they're going to answer it for you it's amazing it's amazing she says she learned how to identify fish and how to do it without harming them see how they're counting the fins i see how they're measuring them i see what kind of sampling they're taking how we handle them with our wet hands and not dry hands so i've learned an awful lot sanning fish today is part of a larger project for the cerulean center hensler says they're trying to get a better picture of the fish community in grand
1: traverse bay you can find things published about individual species or a few species at a time, but this we're actually trying to look at all the species together. He says
2: knowing more about what lives in the Bay will help scientists detect any changes, as well having more private
1: citizens on the lookout. We get a new non-native species, for example, uh, we might have a chance of finding it and identifying it and reporting it before it has a chance to become invasive.
2: The Cerulean Center sampling project in Grand Traverse Bay will continue through 2020. For Points North, I'm Kay LaFond.
0: Dan Wanshura, this is Points North. Family recipes are special to many, but for Freddie Hunt, he loves one of his mother's recipes so much, he has it attached to himself forever.
3: In her honor, I also got a tattoo of, of Grit's casserole inside my arm. This is like her handwriting on the recipe card.
0: Freddie's mom died five years ago in her late 50s, but he says she lives on in this favorite family dish. Reporter Taylor Wisner visited the Hunt family cottage in Lake Leelanau to learn how to make cheesy grits casserole.
4: Today, Freddie Hunt is headed to a family picnic with over 36 people. It's unspoken, but expected. He's bringing the cheesy grits. He starts by measuring out the ingredients, pouring four cups of milk to one cup of grits in a large Pyrex mixing bowl.
3: And you can do this um, on the stovetop. I like to do it in the microwave because you're less likely to scald the pan and um, burn the, the milk or the grits.
4: Freddie's grandma picked up the recipe at Bridge Club in Troy, Ohio. But it was his mom who perfected the casserole and brought it to most family gatherings. It was even served at her own wedding. Here, Freddie's wife, Alex Hunt, reminisces on those past get-togethers. Just before like southern, or summer gatherings, yeah. just when I would be visiting, she'd always be making them, and so just like her in the kitchen. I'm gonna like get to <laughs> Um, just like this, and just talking, and the grits are beginning to thicken.
3: Yeah, and it's super hot. It's like magma, <laughs> so don't. Don't splash yourself when you're making it.
4: Now, Freddie adds the cubed cheese and butter and mixes it all together.
3: So you can still see some of the um, cheese clumps and I I think that's okay. I kind of like it because then you'll get like a real cheesy bite.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, But if you stir it up, you can see it's getting thicker and cheesier.
4: Last, Freddie adds an even layer of shredded Parmesan cheese to the top and sends it off to the oven.
3: And you'll see when it's done, there's a nice like um, crust on the top of it from the Parmesan. And that's kind of the that's the money scoop. I have a couple cousins who like to skim it off the top. Nobody else likes it when they do that. Gotta save some for everyone.
4: After about twenty minutes in the oven, the casserole is ready for a taste test. Freddie's extended family yeah. has trickled
3: in. Hey Elliot.
4: They are at the table as the casserole comes out of the oven. I ask Alex Harrison, a family friend, for a review really good. Have you
2: noticed how I haven't been talking? It's because I've just been eating this whole time.
4: This batch is gone, but another one will go into the oven soon for the party. For Points North, I'm Taylor Wisner.
0: And you can find the Hunt family recipe at pointsnorthradio.org. Freddie says it makes him really happy to share his mother's recipe. Her name was Nancy Meeker Hunt. That's it for Points North this week. I'm your host, Dan Wanshura. Max Johnston is our executive producer. and You can catch the show every Friday here on IPR News Radio and listen anytime at pointsnorthradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts.